0: Comics, movies, music, video games, technology,
1: Blu-ray, television.
0: This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network.
1: You know how fast you were going?
0: Oh yeah. Why, what's your, your gun say? I clocked it at 136. In a 25 school zone. Oh, i get your panties in a wad. ain't no kids out at this hour.
1: Episode 223.
0: The move with the rebel base will be in range
2: in 30 minutes, 30 minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10, I'll be there in 10. Is this a five minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Move your car? You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube.
0: You are listening to a half hour wasted. We stand behind you Anthony Weiner, which is probably a good idea.
3: And so I don't know how I'm going to afford all these comic books from DC. I mean, I
1: really don't know what we're going to do.
0: If you do the math, it's like $800 of the comics just this month alone.
1: Wow. I figure I can get by on half of a leg. So I'm going to sell <laughs> my left leg from the knee down. I thought that was your weight loss program.
3: <laughs> that's a great way to lose, like... Manually you know, re- removing sugars.
1: <laughs> that's how it
3: was. With a chainsaw. That's mm-hmm. how see.
0: C- that's how Steve Martin says to get down to the miracle weight of 76 pounds. That's true. Just take off limbs. Welcome You'll to a, get there eventually.
3: Welcome to a half hour wasted, one of our infamous patio shows. We're out in Bill's patio enjoying the day. It should um, be
1: episode 223. And uh, welcome to summer, everybody. Yeah, the reason we're out here on the patio is we had, we had uh, some... There are some scheduling issues that became very apparent or very immediate. And we had yeah. to record tonight. No doubt. But Lowdown. because we care about you, the listener... We're sitting, we're lounging on the back porch with nothing but some paper, an iPad, a laptop, and a recorder. A couple comics. A couple comics. DC and previews. Maybe a beverage or two. Yeah. You did you say 223? It. Yes. Yeah. 223. Right. That's fantastic. Next week will be 224. Don't forget the uh, bowl of pistachios. And the pistachios. Those are for everybody. <laughs> Thank you, bro. They're not the pink bro.
0: ones so, like in No, they're not, done, the, they're not the pink ones. They're, they're not going to turn you weird colors. What do they actually unless taste like? Unless you're allergic to them. They're kind of buttery. Oh, I, I like it was butter. In the, uh, what was the Star Trek episode, uh, And the Children Shall Lead, in the third episode, that's, uh, that's okay. Cat can do that. You know, that's um, a great description. It is buttery. Yeah, it's buttery. It's green and buttery um so those two things don't go together though so in the third uh third season episode of star trek the old uh, series and the children shall leave the one in which uh famous lawyer melvin Belli played the bad guy um the uh the kids a bunch of orphan kids are picked up from a planet taken to Starbase on the way sure. and Sue. but one of the kids asked for pistachio ice cream and i remember as an eight-year-old or a five-year-old or a 12-year-old or whatever it was at the time thinking Really? Pistachio? There's so many wonderful chocolate flavors out there, and you pick pistachio. And then I had a pistachio one day, and I thought, yeah, I can see that.
1: Milk, chocolate, dark chocolate. Chocolate, chocolate. That's about it. Just regular chocolate. Come on. Maybe that's where Matt Malaro and Dave Willis got the idea for the pistachio milkshake that became Master Shake. That's delicious. Maybe they're Star Trek fans. (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) That would make me feel good. All right. And not just saying Star Trek fans. We're talking... Old Star Trek fans. Who's our which, sponsor, Bill? DCBS, DCB Service. Previews came out today as we're recording this. Not Be- to correct you, they're a sponsor. We gotta it right. The June 2011 previews for items shipping in August. And to answer one of our ponders, one of our questions from uh, in recent uh, times. Yes, it, it tells us in this which the which Bible. of those flashpoints points are. Uh, we know by reading these which of those are three issue series, yeah, because they're all solicited. All the the three, like for instance, okay. Kid Flash Lost, yeah, that's a three issue series. Are there any that are one shots? Because well, there uh, was the Professor Zoom, okay. Reverse Flash, that was a one shot. Because was there's it, a couple of more three or four
0: of the ancillary titles came out uh, today. Yeah, uh, World of Flashpoint, Abin Sur, Secret Seven, and gosh, uh, it seemed like there was another. There was. Well, Flashpoint proper came out, of course. You know, I, I have to...
3: It. Not to get off topic, but you know what? I'm kind of over one-shots. I, I find very little value in them. In yeah. In that for storytelling or revelations or anything like that, they usually they usually almost, to me, seem like slice of life. Probably and could you're have. Not, you're not getting a lot out of it other than a one-shot. Well, you probably
1: I'm, could have included it in, in, you know, in some series. You know, like the reverse Flash one-shot it was originally solicited as flash number 13 but i guess because of the timing they anyway all those number threes you can get at dcbservice.com frank ordered his flashpoint from dcbservice and therefore did not get one today like you and i did
0: oh man actually i kind of
1: forgot that flashpoint was coming but you can totally spoil it i was surprised that i haven't read books came out today seeing as monday was a holiday you know it was a couple of holidays ago. Maybe it was
0: Valentine's Day or St. Patty's, or it was one of those uh, in the last, one of the last few we've had. And I went to the store on a Wednesday. I walk into the store, and go, "Oh, it's Wednesday!" You know,
1: I'm hosed. And turned out they were there. Well, I got news for you: St. Patty's Day and Valentine's Day. Yeah, those are good holidays. Don't go And the, the post office delivers mail on those days. So oh, it's not like burn! A, you know what I mean? Well, gosh, I'm trying to think uh,
0: that. Well, did did Mail come yes uh Monday? No, didn't. no it didn't um, Memorial
1: Day. Yeah. It's a Federal Hall we'll oh, Day.com. You know. we'll to to we were we were oh
0: nice. I like that now, idea. Now, I
1: had a pre a pre program a pre pro uh pre produced lead in to this next new segment. Oh. That, oh. I'm, that I'm introducing. Oh. No, it was oh. was like oh. nice oh. soft music and it was Okay. You remember the And now, Deep Thoughts. Yes. It was along that same type of field, too. Oh, I sure do. It was called Kind Words from Listeners. Really? And now, Kind Words from Listeners. So... I could get you I had some music here. Yeah, but we're not piped into anything. Huh? We're not piped into anything. Right, well... um, I had a text message conversation with Paul French. Bill? Of... um, I love Paul Legion French. Legion of Substitute Podcast. Thank you. I, hey, you know what? I was having a, a memory lapse. Legion of Substitute those Podcast. Those guys are, like, really good. Paul and I played uh, at the Super Show together. It bothers me
0: that I've never been on a uh, on an LSP podcast. Well,
1: all you have to do is write Paul French. I know. Okay. It just seems like I, I, so,
0: I carry the torch for them as much as anybody I know of except for those cats, so... Paul, Paul, I don't know, one of these days, well, let's find a uh, let's find a topic I can join
1: you with. Paul's a busy guy, he's got a new kid and oh. all that stuff, so he's, he's oh. a couple episodes behind, but he sent me a text, and this, this is the following conversation we had. Okay, would you like some background music? Sure, if it works. Okay, I've got some nice soothing. Oh, of course, it's my
0: laptop, so it's going to take five minutes.
1: Alright, I'll just start. Yeah. Paul French, just heard your... Is this good? Uh, no. Mm-hmm. No? By the way, we have some business to take care of. That's a little not mellow. Okay. We have some business to take care of. We have a winner to our Carl from Ocatoon Hunger Force solo. Uh, guess the solo. What song is he singing? Nice. Contest. It was me. We'll, we'll, um, we'll deal with that next episode. It was somebody besides me, wasn't yes, it? Yes, we'll deal with that next episode. Okay. Fantastic. Paul French says... Just heard your comparison of Brightest Day to U2's Pop. Genius. I think there are redeeming qualities to both, but I hear what you're saying. And I said, cool. For the record, I don't think either Pop or Brightest Day is complete garbage, but they aren't my favorite. He's and this is all not. This is all leading somewhere, so just bear with me. He says, I hear you. It was a pretty perfect comparison, though. I'm reading all of the stuff for Flashpoint, so if you need someone to tell you about them, let me know. Uh, a lot of these um, alternate timeline. That's my favorite genre, blah, blah, blah. Uh, By the way, this is still Paul French. The T-Ball episode is the best podcast I've ever heard, and I've been listening to podcasts since late 2004. (laughs) Now, I have to say that that's high praise. If that's the best
2: (laughs) podcast
1: he's ever heard, and I think we can can expand and we can drill down a bit and say what he means is that's the, his favorite episode of any podcast he's ever listened to. Don't you think that's what he's saying? Uh, yeah. And he said, the T-Ball episode is the best podcast I've ever heard. Wow. So maybe... He, he's doing well, fi- it with
0: Radio Wayne and, like, give us an award or something. Yeah, let me Because it's been a few years.
1: He says, I said, really? Wow, I'll be sure to mention that on the show. Thanks. He says, yeah, it's just you guys being real. No put-ons, no BS. That's what podcasting is supposed to be. Aww. Not people trying to sound like the radio. The radio! Uh, that being real quality is what I like about you guys as people, too, so it all makes sense to me. Also, I was cooking Tex-Mex while I listened. That's the whole experience right there.
0: Nice. So, and if, yet,
1: if our listeners remember, several episodes ago, we had Tex-Mex with... Yeah, Barbara. we did. That's what I like about Texas! He's from Canada, so... Thank you, Paul. That's nice. That's not. Ni- it's it's just about the time I'm ready to call it quits, you know, with doing this whole show. <laughs> Something like, nice comes. Somebody like that will come in and go, "Hey, I really like your show," <laughs> and totally redeem yourself. So that's nice. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> that was kind words from listeners.
0: Oh man, that's awesome. So Dang the big God, I news. Just, I just closed the. Let's uh, close my media player. You need a new laptop.
1: We'll close music. Okay. If anybody listening out there has a spare laptop they don't want, ship it to Bill McGonnell.
0: I just I don't have anything. A, I don't would have any demands. I just I just want like an XPS system with a quad core and uh, and uh, telepathy instead quad of lasers. lasers. Yeah.
3: Uh, you know, before we even get to it that, it needs to be Google. Okay. Why
0: don't why, it needs to be Google Phonic, too? Okay.
3: Why don't I read this news story from USA Today, which okay. I think will encompass what we're about to talk about a little better? Sure. Say what? And then. We can really get into what you have, Brad, okay. the printing yeah, and stuff.
1: Because this will just be this is this is a new story. Okay, and this is this story. It'll be interesting because this. I'm assuming this story is geared to the the everyday general, yeah. non comic reader the the non the person that's not aware of the genre as we are. Exactly. In fact, um, the reason why I I just thought
3: of this was I was actually walking by a newspaper machine today. And that was part of the headline. That was the headline.
0: USA Today, yeah. Newspaper machines. Mm
3: -hmm. They take credit
0: cards now. No way. No way. Well, they do cost like eight bucks a piece. It's like buying a comic book. No, I don't. I don't read the paper. I just look at the headlines. Okay. Okay. It better be above the fold,
3: huh? DC Comic has a new strategy to be number one in comic books. All new number ones. Starting this summer, the publisher will renumber its entire DC universe of titles revamping characters such as Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and others from its 76-year history for a more modern and diverse 21st century. The first book to be released under this new era, Justice League No. 1, out August 31st. The series by writer Jeff Johns and artist Jim Lee reunites the famous lineup of Batman, Superman, Green Lantern, The Flash, Wonder Woman, and Aquaman. John promises a focus on the Interpersonal relationships within DC's trademark super team. What's the human aspect behind all these costumes? That's what I want to explore, he says. In September, an additional 51 first issues will make their debut, introducing stories that are grounded in each character's specific legend, but also reflect today's real-world themes and events. Lee spearheaded the costume redesigns to make characters more identifiable and accessible to comic fans New and old. Let me jump down to here. The company has come in second to Marvel every year since 2002 in market share, according to Diamond Comic Distributors. While the two companies are making millions off movie adaptations of their comic books, print sales have both dropped in recent years as new technology gives readers many more options. Alright. Do <laughs> you like piracy? <laughs>
2: okay.
3: Alright, this is. So, we're talking about DC making this big announcement was it yesterday
1: or today? I think it came today. Yeah. It's uh at, so far we have uh, heard a lot of uh, a lot of Jeff Johns saying first rule about flashpoint is you don't talk about what happens after flashpoint. Okay. So, this this is a letter. I like the reference by the way. Yes. This is a letter from Bob Wayne, Senior Vice President of Sales of DC Entertainment. Sent addressed to our comics retail partners, and th- it will repeat some of what Frank said in a you know different wordage. But uh, uh, if mine's a news story, this is to the retailers. This is the comic owners, the comic store owners. In the time I've worked at DC Comics, I've witnessed witnessed any number of industry defining moments. But today, I bring you what is perhaps the biggest news to date. Many of you have heard rumors, and I'm going to try to save my comments till the end of this letter. Uh, Many of you have heard rumors that DC Comics has been working on a big publishing initiative for later this year. This is indeed an historic time for us, as come this September, we are relaunching the entire DC Universe line of comic books with all new first issues, 52 of them to be exact.
0: Good, I was about to say, I mean, are we supposed to remember the 52?
1: Yes. In addition, the new number ones will introduce readers to a more modern, diverse DC Universe with some character variations in appearance, origin, and age. All stories, like Frank said, will be grounded in each character's legend, but will relate to real-world situations, interactions, tragedy, and triumph. This epic event will kick off on Wednesday, August 31st, with the debut of a brand new Justice League number 1, which pairs Jeff Johns and Jim Lee together for the first time. So, Justice League No. 1 and Flashpoint 5 are the only DC Comics shipping that week. We think our current fans will be excited by this evolution and that it will make jumping into the story extremely accessible to first-time readers, giving them a chance to discover DC's characters and stories. We are positioning ourselves to tell the most innovative stories with our characters to allow fans to see them from a new angle. We have taken great care in maintaining continuity where most important, but fans will see a new approach to our storytelling. Some of the characters will have new origins, while others will undergo minor changes... Our characters are always being updated. However, this is the first time all of our characters will be presented in a new way all at once. Dan DiDio, Bob Harris, and Eddie Berganza have been working diligently to put together some of the best creative teams in the industry. Over 50 new costumes will debut in September, many updated and designed by Jim Lee, ensuring the updated images appeal to the current generation readers. The published... Here's something I don't think that article mentioned. The publication of Justice League number 1 will also launch digital day and date for all ongoing superhero comic book titles. And Boom. industry first. Digital nerds. Boom. It's Nirvana. On Wednesday, June 1st, this initiative is expected to be announced in a nationwide feature article and we're hopeful the news will be picked up by media outlets around the world. That was today. And certainly it was picked up. Mm-hmm. Throughout the month, we'll reveal more details of our plans with articles in both the mainstream and Comics Press. And on June 13th, the Diamond Catalog solicitations for all of the September titles will be released, followed by the June 29th street date of the print version of Previews. So, the current issue of Previews just came out today. That means at the end of the month, like always, the next Previews that comes out will have all that stuff. He, He finishes up here. DC Comics will support this initiative with innovative mix of publicity promotional efforts and retailer incentives designed to maximize your opportunity to increase your dc sales we will discuss additional details of these incentives when we get closer to solicitation later in june we will be updating you more through email as september nears but today i hope your your share i hope you share our enthusiasm for this historic news now in a second after we chime off i'm going to read some thoughts uh from brian hibbs he is the owner of comics experience build on their own website as San Francisco's premier comic book shop. Brian Hibbs has been on Comic Geek Speak many times. He's a very smart man, very opinionated, very wise in, in the business and he he gives you a lot to think about. I don't know if you guys have heard any of those episodes. I know Frank has. I listen to. I used to listen to him a lot. He's uh he's very engaging when he when he speaks.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So and uh, I'm sure, you know, We may kind of cover a few things that that I'll read later that Brian Hibbs said. But, I mean, do you guys buy this for a second? That they're going to just wipe the slate clean and start over with a brand new number one?
3: Well, uh, you you have to believe it because of the press release. I mean, why else would they kind of trick it up? So, yes, I do believe it. Uh, But whether they will go back and revert, that's another thing.
1: Um, So, yes, I believe it didn't go out of its way to say this is a permanent change you know it didn't go out of its way to say this is an experimental thing that may go back to the way it was i how long has dc been around 75 years at least yep i find it hard to believe that they're gonna sweep all that history under the rug well um you know, if you think about it, they have always
3: gradually swept that history under the rug. They've always done made changes to characters, you know, their origins and stuff like that. Um, you know, this is a bold step by DC, but you know, you, you know, you you can't, you know, they're taking a chance, and you know, uh, Brad, all, Brad, all they have to do is if this doesn't work, if this is a total and utter disaster. They have to write one comic book with one panel yeah. that just says it was a dream, and we're back. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know, and that, that's a... That's all they got to do. That's a cheap way out, but, but you're right. You're mm-hmm. absolutely right. Now, I I hate to steal some of Brian Hibbs' thunder, but I thought about it before I even read what he said, but, um, well, now I've drawn a blank on what I was even going to say. Because I I looked down and saw something that that distracted me. Well, I'd like to comment on day to day oh. release. Yeah, okay, let's talk about that. Because I'm actually I'm actually kind of excited about that. But what's Tell really going to get me? Our, uh, our our one listener who doesn't read comics, uh, what that means? Day to day. Oh, that means today that the comic book
3: becomes released, which are always on Wednesdays. Uh, you'll also be able to download a digital copy of it as well. Now to this day to 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 right now. You can only get them... They're usually anywhere from three to six to eight months away. Like, I use Comicology a lot. You can... Right now, I think they're only on issue maybe 16 of Blackest of uh, Brightest Day. So, they're not releasing them... So, they're a few months behind. Wow. So, they're a few months behind, yeah. That shocks me. I would have thought a couple weeks behind. Well, here's why. It's because uh, that affects the comic book buyers. They, I mean, they've, have- they've made an agreement to where... You know the comic book buyers. Have, the comic books first have to make their money first, yeah, and then the the, the digital will come in
1: later. How often do, do you get your book shipped to you from DCB Service? Once a month. Once a month. See, there's an example. If they're only two wow. weeks behind, somebody else is reading their their comic they downloaded digitally before Frank's ever arrived on his doorstep.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think the numbers support though that you know. Most you know many most people that buy their comics do go to an LCS to get them though so I, yeah. I totally get it I, now that makes a uh, that makes a lot of weird sense though that uh, they're kind of doing the red box thing yeah you know, we got to we got to give it some time but it doesn't seem like they could possibly be more than you, know, you said three to eight you know, I I could see being you know six weeks tops you know be a be an issue and you know one two issues behind maybe because you know how often do you wait three months to go pick up a comic book you want? You know that comes out once a month. You know you show up at the LCS and hey, maybe you're two days late or maybe you're a week late or whatever, but it's still sitting there waiting for you.
3: you know I, I I would I would bet that you know people who have subscription at comic book stores they probably come in there like they have regular pull lists and stuff. They probably come in there once a month to be honest. They let well, all their comics build up and then they come well, and get them. That that's, that's the way mm-hmm. I
1: did it when I lived and worked far enough away from uh one of my stores that i liked to buy from i w- it was far enough away that i wouldn't go in every week i'd go in every other week maybe every three weeks wow and even before the ad because i knew those day. books were in my box yeah and they, if there was something else that came out i would call the guy and say hey can you put flash number 12 in my box i right. didn't ask for it but can you
3: thanks and before the advent of the internet, you know, there wasn't really this much of an urgency to go out and read stuff because you didn't have the communication you do now. It was something that you would just kind of right. eventually
1: get to. Who wants to avoid their favorite websites during the day because they haven't read the issue of Flashpoint that came out today? Well guess what? If you can download it if if even if it's the same price. If you can download it, I don't think I would. But the, the possibility that you could download it save gas money, and still be, you still get it quick enough to be able to reply first on the Any Cool News talkback, yeah. appeals to a lot of people. So, how is it
0: that this day and date initiative, paradigm shift, whatever, is not going to be seen as a shot across the bow of the LCSs?
3: I think I know what it is, and it was a rumor that I heard, and I don't, now this sounds a little weird to me, but this is how I think they're going to appease the comic book stores. All right, uh, and I can't base this on fact. I heard this on a, I think it was on NPR, and it sounded weird to me. But you can only get the digital copies if you buy the code for that comic book at a comic book store.
1: I know that that's. I've heard that that's one of the. Uh, wow. That's one of the uh, approaches that they're that they're thinking about that they're seriously considering about using. But if I have to drive to the comic book store exactly. to buy a it code purpose. for for two I'm just going to pick up the hard copy. Yeah. Well, but there are some techie nerds out there, Ken Morgan, who like to, <laughs> if they could, Brian Deemer, read everything on their iPad or their Motorola I, Zoom tablet. I am would one you, of those. Would you like to do that? I would like to do that if the price points drops. See, I love this hard copy of Flashpoint number two that I'm holding. I love being able to... To flip it and, and get fingerprints on it and and roll it up and put it in my back pocket. I can't do that with my iPad. Um, mostly with me, I just want to read the story.
3: And I want to oh, look at the pictures. And then when I'm done with it, what do you do? You put it in your long box. And then I was telling Bill earlier. <laughs> or you uh, put it uh, on oh, a backup oh, drive, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, no. I mean, be pretty. Um, over the weekend, I got rid of about a foot worth of comic books. Just took it to half price books. It was all Superman, Supergirl. Kay. I'm never going to read those again. I know I'm never going to read those again. Why, you know, why do I, you know, why do I want to own these if I'm only going to read them once and they were mediocre stories to begin with? Now, there's always exceptions. We always hold on to the things we love. You know, I have there I have a couple of runs in there that I really like, that I've held on to, and I'm going to hold on to them until one day I just see fit that I don't want them anymore. But, you know, for something like Flashpoint and stuff like that, you know, i just, it just doesn't feel right to me. I'd be willing just to
1: go digital and just read it and you know? kind of know what's going on and then... Be done with it. You know, um, Fear Itself number three came out today. I saw it on the shelf. I haven't even read... I have them up to this point I, from the prologue up. I haven't even read the prologue. I am not excited about Fear Itself. It's, I'd pay $1.99 to read it digitally yeah, instead I've, of having a two three ninety nine comic. I
0: read the first two issues, and I haven't gotten to the third one yet. But uh, it seems to be a better event... It makes you wonder if we're starting to get to where you have this striation of events. You have major events and minor events. Because, to me, like Chaos War... Well, I mean, I think you do. Well, I think Ka- that's... Well, Chaos War, whatever came right before it, just seemed very kind of meh to me. It just... It didn't seem like...
1: Shadowland the, or whatever. The, thank was. you.
0: Shadowland's exactly... It. it just... You know, it just felt like the comic company wasn't really committing to it. It was just like, oh, well, shoot it's the writer's idea just let him put it out um, the, the the big shame is that these days it can't just happen you know uh, the shadowland series can't happen in the Daredevil title which is where it's supposed to be it now has to be shadowland and then we'll supplement it with you know individual issues of daredevil that don't really have their own story they're just they've just become a you know best supporting actress you know to the uh, you know the main event there I just it it seems silly, and I'm I'm ready. I'm starting to see where event fatigue. You know, it's a question I think we raised well, a few years ago, and and I think it's maybe starting to happen.
3: I I don't think I don't, see, I don't. Really believe in the event fatigue because I mean, while while there's a big event every year that happens, unfortunately, it has to happen within like a six month well, period. No, that's
0: the problem, Frank. Is that it used to be that you would get you would have your summer event, mm-hmm. DC would have them, Marvel would have them. I don't know, maybe Image, Top Cow, Red Five, uh, Radical, uh, you know, uh, Vertigo, whoever has theirs. But you have your big event every summer. We get that; it's your summer tentpole. Um, but now, one event is blending is overlapping with the previous event to such an extent that you have to explain away after the fact that, no, see, uh, Flash Rebirth actually took place before the events of da-da-da-da-da,
1: and... The it, current example of that is War of the Green Lanterns and Flashpoint. Yeah. War of the Green Lanterns isn't finished yet. Exactly. Flashpoint's already started. It happened with Flash Rebirth and Blackass Night.
0: Yeah, so you're getting to the point where there are so many events, and you did the same thing, Shadowland overlapped into a Chaos War, which is, you know, it didn't overlap into anything, but I think the, the point is still there, you know, we're getting to the point where there has to be some kind of eventy thing happening all the time where they don't feel like they're doing the jobs right, and I uh, I disagree with that. I don't think they, they need to be beholden to it, but then again, you know, we're, we're not the ones in charge of the, we're not the chief operating officer or the chief financial officer of these uh, companies, so... Yeah. You know. Well, spe- speaking of that, being yeah. the chief financial officer,
3: I think it, I think it's just in- inevitable that, that the digital comics just have to come out because one, it's a money making situation. N- not in that they make more money okay. off of it. Di- the, all they have to have is have one oh. digital copy, and you copy it. So that's yeah. it. As opposed to printing up comics, right. having them shipped, having them bought carrying inventory. Yeah. I mean buying back
0: the unsold ones.
3: Yeah. and and so here you are with all this inventory. digital, you don't gotta do that. You know, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if people like it or don't like or if people don't like it, there's more if there's more money to be made on the
1: digital end, that's how it's gonna go. We love we both love Marvel and D C right? Yes. Well all three of us. I have let let me ask you this question. For about thirty five plus Marvel and D C both decided on September first 2012. We will cease print publication of our comics and go exclusively digital. Would you continue to purchase comics in a digital form?
0: Yeah, because I want to know what the story is. Now, the thing that stinks and the reason it's not going to happen—certainly not this soon—is because I don't have a tablet. I, I, you know, I love the idea. I, I was watching, um, uh, just as a side, I was watching Attack of the Show uh, a few days ago. They said the, uh, the Asus... I forget which brand it was, but it was an Asus brand tablet. It was uh, Android. And it had... It could dock into a little keyboard. And you could literally close it up, and it was basically a little uh, uh, notebook. Mm-hmm. Um, and they it was like 400 bucks instead of the 600 $800 you are paying for a good one right now. So the, the price points on those things are coming down to the point that you can go out and get one. But to veer... Back into the lane of my point. Uh, right now, I'm not interested in reading a digital comic on my 16 by 9 landscape laptop because the pages are a little bit too small. If you put them side by side and scrolling up and down every time you want to, you know, no, I'm not down with that. That's I'm
3: not. I, I, I understand you're yeah. not down with that. And, and
0: I wonder how. But, uh,
3: uh-huh. If they can still make money off uh, people, you see. Unfortunately, the t- the tablet format is, yeah. is becoming popular and very inexpensive. Yeah, you I, can get a tablet for two hundred fifty dollars, a
0: crappy okay. one, but okay. you can. Well, no, I someday and, I certainly assume yeah. I will have one. Um, you know, so it's just, it, it's it's just like idea. all
3: these all these imperfections, like the whole thing with with digital music. You know, that there are always those audiophiles that says I will yeah. never buy a CD because I love analog. Well, well, I mean, where are we? <laughs> <laughs> Where are we today? You know? I mean, L- 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 LPs are still around, sure, but where's
0: the majority of the made? Well, Off digital media. And that's the thing. There will, My bet is that unless we all of a sudden find ourselves in a post-apocalyptic wasteland, there will always be at least a collector's market for comics. You know, you will always be able to find a paper hard copy of that comic um, because there will be people who just, you know what? I want to hold it in my hands. I want to have something to fill up a long box with. I don't want to have to, you know, I don't want to have to, to drill down, you know, go find uh, one of my two or three uh, hard drives, and God forbid, you know, your hard drive crashes. Now, I realize that I get the concept of backups, everybody, but if your hard drive crashes, well, maybe you just kissed goodbye to, you know, $6,000 of cat toys, I mean you, comic you, books.
3: You could, get, you could get water damage in your garage, I mean, what's the difference, you know, yeah. it's it's and something I, can happen to, to your medium, no yeah. matter if it's digital or physical. Yeah,
0: but I, I think a hard drive crashing is a lot more prone to happen than uh, mm. you know a, a tornado or a flood. or. Uh, if you keep it in the cloud, then you're fine. If I could
1: go on vacation. Oh,
0: dude, don't get me started on the cloud. <laughs> I, I, I think the cloud is an awesome idea, but the day I trust the cloud implicitly, beyond a shadow of a doubt, I don't know when that day is going to happen, but it's not now. And they've been talking about cloud computing since the mid-90s. We we did shows on that stuff uh, doing the Oracle channel. I
1: accessed the cloud from my uh-huh. my Evo to get music off of my Amazon cloud drive.
0: That's awesome. How yeah. Now, was it like 5 gigs or something? 20. 20. Currently,
1: I have 20. Woo! Have 20 did you pay gigs extra too. for that? Nope. All I had to do was buy one album, MP3 album. And really? You can get, anybody can get 5 gigs. But okay. you buy... I don't know if that deal is still going on but it still we'll live. is it you buy one MP3 album they give you 20 gigs for a year That's pretty good cuz I think I've got I've got, if you I got know a good, how many
0: gigs I've got I've got If you got a good connection right now. you the, can uh, just stream that music from your the um the, the thing the thing I know we're getting off topic here but um That's what we do Yeah I <laughs> got I've got 10 gigs worth of uh worth of music there on go. my computer right now and it's not everything I own by any means but it's yeah, you know,
3: but it um, may be a hundred albums. But you got to remember with the cloud, it's not one computer; it's a bank of servers that have redundancies in it. So if if a yeah. server goes down, can you are not losing? If that Amazon, data. It's, it's some, it's on the other side of
1: the United States. Yeah. where there's where there's servers all over the place. If Amazon lost thousands and thousands of people's music, don't you think they'd hear about it? They've got redundancies set up. Okay. Um. Um. um now, are you?
0: Are you speaking of? I'm sorry. I need five more seconds. Are you speaking of the Amazon cloud crash uh, that happened prior to April 28th? That happened like less than a month ago. That took down dozens of high-profile companies for hours. Oh no, that uh, was permanently destroyed data. That was actually
3: no. That's not a cloud. That's a backup system. That it's not really a cloud, and it's and it's a. It's well, a series of bank, uh, uh, server banks that people lease from yes. them, and it, actually, all that stuff did get restored because well, they had back they had backed up data
0: on uh, on April twenty eighth. Amazon had yet to fully explain what happened when its mission critical and supposedly bomb proof systems crashed. Um, and it does say here maybe you know maybe things have changed a couple weeks since then, but the line here. Uh, permanently destroyed some of its customers data is written into this article um, if you'd look for updates on that okay. they put, they put out a white paper they explained
3: exactly what happened they had it for all on. the for okay. all the techies and all the data was retrieved they were not able to access data yes. for those times basically what happened is um, they were doing maintenance okay. on the computers and they they closed they they were supposed to close pipelines in a series to where Okay. They would close this pipeline. This server would be maintained. Open it back up. Close this server. Uh, close this pipeline. This server would do maintenance. What ended up happening is that they ended up closing all the pipelines. No data could get through. Well, okay, and um, they and you know no one could figure out what was going on. They had to re, They had to just restart it. So it, it was really
0: human error and not a computer error. Okay, because a letter written from Amazon Web Services uh, to its clients. It's fairly short. It says, Hello. A few days ago, we sent you an email letting you know that we were working on recovering an inconsistent data snapshot of one or more of your Amazon EBS volumes. We're very sorry, but ultimately, our efforts to manually recover your volume were unsuccessful. The hardware failed in such a way we could not forensically restore the data. Da-da-da. I'll, I, won't, I don't need to read the rest. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm not trying to argue the fact that maybe that information was eventually recovered, but do you really think that there's never going to be a catastrophic cloud collapse? I, I just... Well, like I, just, like I have a hard time do, believing. Do, do, do like you ever Frank think said, that, that your garage is ever right, going to flood? Exactly. Well, no. I, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm now talking about the reliability of computers. Um, yeah, you know, computers are fun, and the day we live in a post-apocalyptic wasteland, we will really miss them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Once our batteries run out that last time, and we can't get a Wi-Fi signal well, there, anyway. So, what's the deal? There's I mean, also but, no such
1: thing as water complete waterproofing. There's just not.
0: You mean for what? Like comic books? Anything? You talking about like? A second great flood or something?
1: No. I think... Moisture I think, gets where it wants to go. It'll get in. Yeah. Well, I, 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 that's why you keep I, it in your you walk-in know, closet.
3: I, yeah, I mean, I, the permanence of it... There's no such thing as a, as a permanence of anything physical. Yeah. You know, you're going to... Something's going to get lost or something. Okay. So, I mean... Fair enough. The cloud, you know, you do the cloud, you do your local drive, you buy,
1: you buy the physical comic book. It doesn't matter. You, do, you that's That's just how you like to read it my closing thought on the whole digital comics thing is if I could get on a plane with only a tablet and have my internet access, my computing power and my comics, I would do that instead of getting on a plane with a backpack, with my laptop, all the extension cords, a couple of DVDs to watch and three or four trades. Dude, tablet is going to be
0: the way to go. Um, And it's going to be, it's going to get better and better too, because I've, I've seen uh, theoretical descriptions of uh, basically a sheet of paper that's laminated that is embedded with liquid crystal. And so basically you have a laptop, or you have an iPad, uh, you know, a device of that ilk that you can literally roll up like a newspaper, that you can literally stick in your pocket, that you can literally fold in half. I mean, they've got this this technology down to where they can, uh, over in Japan, and this is not new news, but you know they're making T-shirts embedded with LCD. You know it, it's it it can be it can be incredibly thin. It can be pliable. Um, you know this uh, this this whole iPad thing is really awesome, and it's going to make reading comics great. And and I well, I agree with you, man. The idea of going on vacation and you know because like I'll go to the uh, you know. I'm, I'm not embarrassed to be a comic, uh, fan, and I, I, do read comics in public, uh, frequently, but sometimes you go to, like, you know, I go to the dojo to watch Zoe, you know, do her thing, and I don't feel like pulling out a half dozen comic books, you know, um, but now you can kind of, uh, get on hide in plain sight with that, uh, but I just, I do love the idea, you know, it, it's, it's exactly like an iPod, you know, it, it's, You know, an iPod can crash, and you can lose all your music, and and people do. And I always wondered, you know, the the apocryphal stories of, uh, well, we know a guy, uh, um, our boy Scotty, who got rid of, he he dumped all the stuff on an iPod, and then gave away slash sold almost all of his actual music, all of his CDs and stuff, out the door. And it's like, that's awesome. Except for two things. Number one, unless you're recording it into the iPod at uh, at least uh, wave quality, well, you're kind of screwing yourself if you're an audiophile. And number two, you know, if your iPod ever falls in the toilet or gets stolen or, you know, the battery Well, I mean, thinking it through. I have three yeah.
1: backups of my entire music library. Okay. Digitized at 320 kilobytes per second. Nice. Three backups... Yeah, of what's on my computer and my iPod. And I would think that... Uh, and I have
3: all my CDs in a box in my closet. They're already ripped. If I ever want them, I've got okay. to go up. And
0: see, that's the thing. I At one point, um, my CDs, I had uh, um, filling up about half of a bedroom wall, lined up side by side on little, on little boards I'd put up, especially for it. And uh, I finally said, this is silly. You're carrying around, uh, you know, 58 boxes of CDs. And so I went out and I got a couple of uh, zip booklets, and um, yeah, uh, got rid of the plastic. Yeah, now my collection is now contained in two zip, two you know zipper pocket books right. that are you know the size of a huge phone book. Right. And um, so you know, hey, that's fine with me. They're out of the way, and yeah, again, if
2: I ever want to get to them, get to them. Coming to Discount Comic Book Service this June, it's Oceanverse Number Five. Continuing from the dire events of last issue, the crew of the Red Herring find themselves clashing against the villainous Fishlord in his attack on the surface world. London, England is about to be destroyed by giant sea monsters. Can the mysterious Dr. Nuge help Clayton and company avert this impending catastrophe? Written and illustrated by Mike Schwartz, Oceanverse No. 5 is supersized, with four pinups by June Bob Kim, Julian Lytle, Dean Stahl, and Eric White. Oceanverse Number no. 5's regular price is $3.50, but on DCBS this month, you can get it for $2.27. That's 35% off. To help promote Oceanverse, anyone who orders a copy will be entered to win one of three full-color, 9x12 commissioned pieces of original artwork by Mike Schwartz. Now how can you pass that up? And in case you've never read Oceanverse before, issues 1 through 4 are also available on DCBS This Month. Number two through four are two dollars and twenty-seven cents each, and number one is only one dollar and ninety-five cents. Place your order this month, June 2011, on dcbservice.com. Oceanverse, a universe of adventure under the sea.
1: Okay, so what's Brian have to say about all well, this? Well, I love tangents, but let's get back to That's what we're good for. The big DC reboot. So Brian Hibbs, owner of Comic Experience. San Francisco's premier comic book shop. He uh, read the letter from Bob Wayne, and then he posted on his blog, some of my thoughts in chaotic and jumbled order. Number one. 52 number ones. First off, that's insane. Second off, that's bleeping insane. (laughs) Who on earth will buy all of those? The DCU is roughly 35 monthly ongoing titles now. Is Vertigo rebooting too? I don't think it is. So they're increasing the line by... 50% 50%
0: That's a uh, That's a very Gina Kahn of them Isn't it
1: Number two
0: Did anybody get that Reference besides me Yeah,
1: yeah She used to She, she presided was a, She
0: right. was the president Of DC When right. they had their Original big expansion In the 70's That uh, came back To bite him in the face Oh that was a good story Sorry Number
1: two This can only work If we get a big wave Of civvies coming in And that's you know, civilians. Civilians.
0: Well, let's call them but, what they
1: actually are. Muggles. But thirteen titles a week is way too much for civvies. Two or three a week might maybe have been possible. You know you know, I know a guy's just, you know, poking his head in the comic book thing. There's no way he's gonna buy thirteen books at three or four bucks a pop. There's no way he's gonna do that. Number three, full line-wide day and day is potentially huge because of the ripple impact it might have. It will take very, very, very few current customers moving channels to have a catastrophic cascade impact along and down the chain. Maybe as little as three point five, three to five percent. If we're not netting new, uh, if we're not netting more new readers, and I do not mean Marvel readers switching loyalty. We're really running the risk of the entire comics market collapsing in fairly fast order, and I'm including things that aren't superheroes. A lot of that—that that was a bit verbose for me. I'm really not quite sure what the point was he was trying to make. Yeah, it, it actually, and like he said, it, it sounds a little bit like a little
3: ranty in that he's—he's—it it, sounds like stream of thought, stream of right, thought. Right. So, so I don't—I'm—I'm I'm having a little bit of problem finding his point. Yeah, and I don't think well, there is a point. His I think point is I is I these think scares are going to
0: go out of business because. Because apparently their margins are are thin enough that any noticeable drop in customer, you know, uh, customers in the store um, could result in that store no longer being profitable.
1: Maybe that you know that goes back to what Frank said about comic publishers being aware of that and trying to tie in a way t- or trying to figure out a way to keep the retailers involved. The code thing,
3: yeah, yeah, and you know what I, uh, um, I I'm going to cite CGS here on a recent episode someone on the show and this is actually really true it is it is not DC or Marvel's concern whether there are comic book stores or not. All they need to do is get their material out. They, they're not in the business to keep them in business they're in the business to sell their stuff right. no matter how that is so I mean it's really up to, I can't remember who said that but it's really up to the store to kind of you know, if you're banking all your money on selling comic books and making a living on it, that's a bad business decision. You've got to come up with more. I mean, look at Madness here in, in Dallas or in Plano. Yeah. What do they do? They sell gaming stuff. They do, they do models. They do, they do shirts and yeah. stuff like that. Toys. You know, they're, they're more of a pop culture show, store than a comic book store. So you know, for 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 any anybody who's who's like, I'm going to start a comic book store and I'm going to make a living and just sell comics. I don't think
1: so. Having said that, though, it does sound like the big two. And let's face it, w- when we say the big two, you know, if the big two went away, there wouldn't there would there wouldn't be a comics world. There just, no, there would there just be. wouldn't. Well, I think there would.
0: But now, I
1: don't know if there would
0: be comic book shops. I think your LCSs would dry up.
1: Yeah, And, and my point is that while it's not the comic book publisher's responsibility to keep LCSs in business, they are aware that they are a mass, you know... The, outlet their, for for their product. Well,
0: I, and, I agree it's not their job, but you know, I think we can all agree that it's clearly in their best interest to do so.
3: Yes, exactly. It it, it is, but but at the same time, it it's not really DC or Marvel's best interest. It's Diamond's best interest because remember, they're the ones that are they're all they're doing is getting A to B. They're the middleman. They're yeah. the one that's actually making yeah all the money on this. It's really only Diamond. Diamond is really the only winner in this whole situation. And, and, you know, comic books will be distributed somehow As long as there's a market, they'll be distributed Whether it's, you know, the newsstand like they used to Or someone like yeah. like Diamond comes around again They'd And, show and back does up. it <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I mean, Diamond is the one that makes all the money off, off this situation It's the distributors that are making the money It's not the creators It's, it's not so much the creators And it's not so much the, the stories It's the guys in the middle
0: Well, and these days uh, You were talking about diversity Which is a real good point I don't know that, you know, if all of a sudden, uh, Marvel and DC were to stop printing their comics. I don't know at this point that, that healthy stores like, uh, like madness, just as the example, uh, might be able to carry on just because they've diversified. Um, there's a lot of places out there that absolutely wouldn't, uh, because you go into some dank, dark comic shops and it's clear that's about what they've got going for them. But you know, that that's like opening a CD shop in the late nineties.
1: Exactly. Well, that, that little branch of Keith's Comics that we go to down on, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. if their comic book business went away, that store would close. Yeah. Because yeah, that's I'm, that's pretty much all they
3: do. That store depends a little too much, I think, on, on its... Yeah, I'm
0: kind of half surprised that store is open, frankly.
3: Yeah, me too. Uh, Not bad customer service or anything no. like that. They have great customer service, but it's just... What else do you go in there to buy? Because it's so small. It's, it's just small. the titles that they have. Yeah. They have a couple of T-shirts and trades up there, yeah.
1: But anyway, continue. Number four. This smells more like a jumping-off point to me for a lot of current readers, especially the quote-unquote super fans. Now I'm going to jump down to uh, number nine because well, these these two are kind of tied together in my point of view. Number nine says the last time they tried anything even remotely like this, it was a critical failure, and a largely and largely a commercial failure those three words about one, year, one later. year later yeah one year later was a jumping off point for me for a lot of stuff okay so i i, I tend to agree i mean if, well, I if never, this if this thing ends up being what what they're trying to sell it as as a new starting and new this and <laughs> old continuity is not going to matter i'm out well here's one thing that uh, that might shake at your core
0: uh the um New York Times uh, article on this uh, Jeff Johns says that uh, his his treatment of the New Justice League is going to focus on interpersonal relationships so I just well, hope they're not straczynski up the entire friggin' DC line also one other point that, uh, that I thought was uh, ominous um, unless you're trying to get you know like ladies to read them or something crazy like that um, that the redesign of a lot of their costumes are going to Have basically, they said that uh, you know, Catwoman might still be in a you know an all-leather cat suit or something, but you're going to see a lot of the suits that leave little or nothing to the imagination be uh, fleshed out a little bit. You're going to see uh, the costumes be a little bit more modest. And okay. uh, I mean, they specifically said they have no idea how they're going to handle uh, the power girl costume. Hey,
1: no, there's a there's a new movement going on in schools, high schools now called modest is hottest. So there may be something to that.
0: That's, that's interesting. And is this uh, is this is this Jeff Johns' creative, you know, CCO uh, brainchild? Is this something that Dandadio um, oh, or think- the owners have convinced them? Is something they have to do
1: I don't know I'm, we, won't, uh, well, we may never know
3: Well but before we go there I just I just came up with, with Kind of a, uh, an idea And I don't know if this is You know I'm pulling this out of nowhere But so there's 52 titles coming out Right is that what they're saying Yeah And they're talking about Day and day Releases What if 30 of those Titles Are nothing but digital And it's all those Fringe characters we love It's not the main characters It's it's still You still go to the Comic book store For the um how many how many normally come out in a month? Well like from DC, twenty. Said, we'll say twenty. He says thirty five ish. Okay. So thirty-five. Yeah, I mean, so the other twenty five are all digital. Right? Yeah. What if the, what if that's what they're doing? What if all the digitals are you know, Aquaman's prob- always kind of struggle. You only get Aquaman digitally. That would probably work better. That Wonder Woman God. has always
0: struggled. What if Wonder Woman's just digital? Frank, you blew my mind, dude. You what turned, if that's what they're going to do? You start your pay for the week, sir. Yeah. That's a great, that's a brilliant thought. That you could, you could still, because yeah, one thing we don't know, and I'm sure this can be found out, but what is the literal cost to the publisher to make that many hard copies and to distribute them? I mean, you know, we, I also don't have any real idea of how much a writer or an artist gets paid. I mean, how much does the talent, you know... You know, how much does a talent get paid for a monthly comic? Are they getting paid still by the page? Uh, I think it's still by the page. I mean, are they getting paid I, a lot by the page? I heard Depend. someone
3: got... It's usually like... Well, that sounds like a lot now that I say it out loud. But it, like 2000 a page. So if it's a 20-page comic book, this is an artist, um, that's 40000 a comic book. And if they're doing that a sounds, series... Of, that yeah, that's a little too much, budget. isn't it? All right. That was probably wrong.
1: Um... Number five, there was a there was a time to do this after the first crisis, or maybe after the quote-unquote final one. I don't think the economy market is at all in the right place to absorb this right now. We've all heard that that was Marv Wolfman's original idea after the original crisis was to start everything over at a number one. So yeah, I
0: love I think, that idea. I wish they'd done it back um, then.
1: I think, you know, you bring, you bring up a good point, Frank, that what if they're not having 52, you know, hard hard copies, maybe, but I think Brian Hibbs is coming at this as he's taking it at, at face value wh- where Bob Wayne's letter did not specifically say right. you know, that it wasn't going to be 52 so he's coming at it as there's actually going to be 52 comic books on the shelves. Um, number six, 52 new superhero number ones. Are there 52 strong creative teams out there? Editors who know how to shepherd a story properly? Seriously, DC hasn't shown the editorial strength to have more than 8, or, eight to 12 uh, books flying on all cylinders, have they? I'm not trying to be mean on this, but the consumer reality in the comics market is that readers judge this kind of initiative by the quote-unquote worst element of it, not the best. That's a good point. I mean, there are some, there are some books that are out right now that, that you know Marvel and DC have saying, we've got top-notch creators on them. You know, I look at the art and want to throw up. You know, or I read a story, and okay. I can't tell what happens. So
3: I mean, there's um, <coughs> just like Superman. Uh, the, the stack I got rid of Superman, they had Straczynski on it. Right. You know, he's he's a high end writer. You know what? I read the stories, and they were just whatever. You know, they, they didn't. You know, it 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 almost. You know, it, when I looked at all these comic books, I was just like, why do I? Why did I even get these? <laughs> you know, yeah. and that's in hindsight, of course. Inertia.
1: Yeah, you know I'm I'm like that. I'm to the point where I'm wanting to get rid of stuff, and if I can, if I can read some books digitally, I probably would. Mm -hmm. You know, to not keep collecting that stuff. Number seven, uh, they should have staggered out the launch over a few months—one or two, maybe three—new books a week until they were up to their "quote unquote" right number. I bet a lot of people would try the new DC if the DCU was just twelve titles total in month number one. You know, instead of. Throwing it all out there at once, yeah, ease us into it. it. Might have been a little easier way to do it. Well, is the idea that
0: that the uh, comic book purveyor is going to buy every single number one issue just because it's a number one?
1: Well, because I
0: don't think I don't think you know we should give ourselves more credit than that. I, I don't well, think they're expecting us to go out and buy. Oh, it's says number one, so I don't care if it's uh, you know written by. Don' Knotts. I'm gonna buy it anyway. Uh, you know, fortunately for the for for the
3: comic book stores, um, a lot of people, uh, when they hear or see hear something that something's big, they go in and buy them, and they sell out. The right. Barack Obama c- uh, cover with Spidey,
2: Captain yeah.
3: America dying, um, you know, Spidey un- unmasking himself. You know, when when uh, when just a regular person hears that, they go sell at the store, and the store always sells out. They always sell out To the regular customer So yeah I think people Will run in and get them Because they're number ones And they'll be like, And you know All they'll go is Well you know What should I get Well Superman's Batman's Right there They know those names I'll take those number ones but,
0: and, So okay So it brings another question Are the days of the Comic book speculators Over with That's just ignorance So that's all It's got. It's like people Who pan for gold You know
3: I mean, there's always going to be those people who think it, they can make a fast buck off of it.
0: Well, well I, I wonder, so what's the circulation going to be of these? I mean, haven't we decided that a fairly large circulation of a comic book these days is about 80,000? Let's
1: see. That's, that's a really good selling book, yes. Yeah, about
0: yeah. 80,000 copies a month. Uh, whereas, you know, we all know that the famous Jim Lee X-Men number one back in the 90s sold 7 million copies.
1: I'm going to read... Uh, three of these together in one sitting here uh number 10 i don't i don't want to trade the numbering on the legacy titles for the short-term bounce of a number one in 2011 that bounce no longer sticks it is no more than a two-month bounce any longer in my secret heart i was praying for the other way around that they'd go back to old numbering on everything such as green lantern being number 487 or whatever it would have been okay um well they've done that
0: on a lot of titles. Has it increased the, the sales of uh, Iron Man or right. Adventure Comics? Exactly.
1: Does this mean that all of the backlist on my racks will now be dead weight? If they're rebooting Superman continuity, do I want to have any copies whatsoever of the ninety eight percent of the in print Superman backlist that I have? Following up on that, does this imply we're going to six we're going to go six ish months without any new DC backlist? Will DC be smarter about what gets collected and what doesn't? You know, I'm, I'm
0: sorry. What was that, that last line? Well, does, no, if they, if they,
1: you know, there's, there's always been a backlist, you know, for the years because there's always been back issue comics. Well, if they start over at ones, is You're there going to
0: like second and third
1: printings? No, like old issues from a year ago oh, or, yeah, okay. or three years ago yeah. or ten years ago. Well, if they start over at a number one, there's not going to be any back issue catalog. For this new universe, or whatever you want to call it. And he's well, saying, because of that, will DC be smarter about what gets collected and what doesn't?
0: This makes me wish I had my Legion of Superheroes treatise ready to go. Um, the, uh, the Legion has changed, you know, the history slash future of the Legion has changed radically more than once. And they've made the point that, no, those old stories still count. Those old stories still happened. You know that that stuff did happen. You're just it just happened that you're now living in a different environment. That's all. Well, so I just I, I don't think uh, it, it's. I don't bad, know, it seems very knee-jerky to think that oh my god I can't sell back issues
1: if you restart with number one. Well, That's I just,
3: mean it's uh, you know it's the collector's market.
1: He's got a couple of other points that we've kind of already uh, touched on, but I wanted to you know my thought was. Okay, they'll, they'll do this. Kind of like Heroes Reborn started, you know, what, four titles over at number one, Captain America, Iron Look. Man, Fantastic Four, whatever. And they did it for a year and then they went back. Okay. You know, I kind of get the feeling that it may not even last that long. If if for no other reason than this, uh, in this previews that came out today, the solicitation, solicitation for War of the Green Lanterns Aftermath number two... Uh, the Blockbuster, it says, the Blockbuster War, the Green Lanterns event has rocked the entire Green Lantern Corps to its core. Who is the new Green Lantern of Sector 2814? The answer will fuel the next year's worth of Green Lantern tales. Well, if the next year's worth of Green Lantern tales are going to be based on something that happened pre-renumbering, who's to say this renumbering thing is really going to last long at all? It doesn't... It's it's fishy to me. It's it sounds like a it, it's starting to feel like a gimmick. I, I honestly I honestly do not
3: believe that they will are going to stick with the new numbering. I, I I'm willing to bet money 4 to 6 months from now we are going to be back to the to the regular numbering, official numbering. And and um during the new numbering, I bet you anything they put little parentheses around, you know, when it come with Action Comics number 1, it's going to
1: parentheses
3: whatever number they're at now.
1: Well, yeah, no, I'm... And, you know, it's 901, 902, 903. in in six months or a a year, we're going to get another letter from Bob Wayne saying, well, if you read back in my original email, I never said this was permanent. I never specified how long this was going to last. Exactly. You know, it's what I didn't tell you that what mattered. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So I don't see this lasting. Like Brian Hibbs said, if they were going to do it, they should have done it after what the cri- the original crisis, which was a major. It made whether you understood the story, it it made sense. The whole restructuring of the universe, infinite universes down to one, things were going to change. If you were going to do that, start over from scratch. Then. Well, and just in the last year, you've seen um,
0: I mean, Adventure Comics, Iron Man, the two I'm thinking off the top of my head, but they've gone to their classic numbering. Has Wonder Woman also done that? Yeah, yeah. So and Superman. there's no. a number of titles no, no, that have no, that it. have actually done the complete opposite of what they're telling us is going to happen here in August. So, so and that's I, another
1: I that's another red flag. Well, I don't think this.
0: Yeah, this tells me that DC does not think it's critical this renumbering thing be the end all be all of the new comic paradigm. You know, it's just it it doesn't have to be that way because they have found value in doing it the complete opposite way.
3: So, um, so, are we saying, are we
0: saying um, gimmick? I'm saying gimmick. I'm saying gimmick. I think it may be a major gimmick, but yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a gimmick. I mean, it's nothing but speculation to wonder what's actually going to you know, happen out of this. But,
3: you know, I mean... All it guys... takes is one comic book with one panel with one word balloon saying it's all dream. Then we're back. It's all it takes.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just... I, unless they have plans... Unless they have another, you know, Elseworlds-type story that's going to redefine the new DC Universe paradigm, it seems like the changes they're making to the DC Universe, whatever those changes are, it seems like those changes uh, might be permanent, though. I mean, it doesn't. it doesn't feel like they're going to go back and hit a reset button in 12 months. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm... I'm you know, the the numbering of the comic, you know, maybe it happens, but... And in, in they've... They've obviously, at, at this point, you know, we're still... Uh, this is the beginning of June, so... Uh, July, August. We're, we're still three months almost away from this
1: happening. This, this is starting to feel to me like the second... Uh, like this whole rebooting, renumbering thing is starting to feel to me like... A re uh, the second half of a story, like um, Sinestro Core War, and then Blackest Night. You got Flashpoint, which leads into whatever Flashpoint Part Two or whatever you're gonna call it.
0: Yeah, or Rebirth leading into Flashpoint.
1: Yeah, it just feels like the second half of a story that will eventually end and things will go back to normal. Yeah, that's what it feels like to me. Well, what it, it kind of feels
0: to me like it's going to be. This is. The, not to be contrary, but this is the first half of a story, and we have no idea what the second half is going to be because in some exactly. way they're going to moderate the effects of this. Yes, um, it does make you wonder because at some point, you know, so many things are cyclical, and I'm not saying that, that they are going to find a big, you know, a big red reset button at some point, put everything back to the way it was, but you know, at some point, uh, a creator is going to say you know i love wonder woman but i can't take the pants anymore i gotta have her back in the the star spangled bikini you know uh, and and they're gonna um, and that's people are gonna get tired of the new look they're gonna go back to the old look it'll spawn interest and sales and it'll be that two-month bump they're talking about it's it's all cyclical so my advice to everybody is to enjoy this ride and just take it on face value for what it's worth because you know you know, my personal feeling is that they're, they're going to, again, you know, it's not going to be, it's not going to be, you know, DC Universe from now on out is not going to be an Elseworld title. You know, this, this all does count now. Every comic you've read up till now did count. You know, even the the, 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 the pre-Zero you know zero Hour continuity, you know, pre- and post-Zero Hour stuff. The pre-Zero Hour stuff still counted. You know, so, you know, people, you know, don't be scared off by this. You know, you don't you necessarily have like to embrace uh, it. It might be a good or a bad idea, just like Brightest Day or Shadowland or whatever you got. But, you know, it's still going to be, I think it's going to be entertaining, man. I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh, what they do with this. And, and frankly, I'm, I'm excited about this. I think it's going to be cool. If the price point's good, I'm, I may go all digital.
3: It, it, it's but because of as of right now, because of the discount that DCB service gives, yeah, it's cheaper for me to go through DCB service than to buy a digital comic. If, if the
0: price drops, I'll go digital. So you're now what a what emotional price point? What aesthetic price point do you have? I mean, are you looking at as long as it's under two bucks a pop? Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't pay two ninety nine for a digital copy. Mm. Yeah. That'd be crazy because well, you can buy the comic itself for 2.99. Well,
3: yeah, I but I have done that when um, I wanted to read something that I was curious about yeah. and it was available and it was just easier than going into the store because I was just going to read it. I knew I didn't want to I didn't want to hold on to it. Why do I want to hold on to it? I just want to find out what's going on.
0: Yeah.
3: I mean, a, a lot of the a lot of that is
1: what it boils down to. So you want to Yeah, we're we're at I get it. A minute and five uh, an hour and 5 minutes. So okay. No,
0: that's about 30 minutes too long, isn't it? No, it's mm-hmm.
1: fine. I think like Bill said, this will be interesting. I do think it's a it's a the second half of a gimmick of an event, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know, I don't. And I think it's the
0: first half of an event, and uh, I guess we'll find out who's right. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking,
1: I'm thinking, I'm looking at Flashpoint as the first half of an event. Okay. The renumbering is the second half. Maybe it's the second part of a of a three part event. So who knows?
0: You might be so right. Okay. Yeah, because I just kind of see the... It seemed to me that, that Rebirth was Chapter 1 and Flash 1 is Chapter 2, you know. And so maybe it's not first half, second half. Maybe it's Volume 1, Volume 2, Chapter 1, Chapter 2, Chapter 3, you know. Yeah. Who knows, you know, whoever out there knows what Jeff Johns' long-term master plan is for the DC Universe, uh, email me because I think I'd like to know.
3: Look, here, here here's... here's Here's the main reason why DC's here, I can tell you, is because they're going to do redesign of costumes. You know what that means? That means new toys. That means new T-shirts. That and means new emblems. That yes. means new baseball caps.
1: That means all that stuff that the fringe fans love. And they have to do something to get ready for the, the new slate of DC movies that is is okay. eventually going to happen.
0: Well, and this all boils down to the most basic tentative advertising. I mean, this is an adverti- This This is a gimmick... Um, because this is advertising. This, this is the classic, you know, the, the flashiest advertising in the world can get someone to go to a store that they've never been to, never thought about going to once. Apple does it all the time. After that, after that advertising gets you in the store, it's then the job of the store to make you want to come back. So it's, you know, the. All the splash and hey, everything's changing and everything's number one and now we're going back to the original numbering, we're going back to the new numbering. you know we're changing the paradigm of the universe. That's gonna get people to read one comic and and you know a lot of us fanboy types, you know, we're probably prone to stick with the Fantastic Four or Justice League or Daredevil or whoever just because you you love the character and you want to continue reading it. but you know there's a lot of people out there who, Maybe more fickle than that, and uh, um, I don't know. I just, I've never thought of uh, the the general comic by the serious comic reader. I don't think they're a terribly fickle lot. I mean, everybody drops titles and adds titles periodically, but in general, you know, somebody that's been collecting comics for thirty years has probably been collecting their favorite title for that thirty years. So, anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so don't be scared, everybody. It's—I uh, think it's uh, going to be fun. Right. Have fun with it. All right. Well,
3: with that, any, uh, are we out? Yeah, let's wrap it up. Okay. Um, thank you. You've been listening to the Half Hour Wasted podcast. Proud member of the HHWLOD podcast network. Visit the website HHWLOD.com dot to check out blogs, photos, and more. And don't forget to visit the message board at forumforgeeks.com In fact, feel free to voice your opinion on uh, on this particular topic. Send your questions and comments to halfhourwasted at gmail.com or send us, leave us a voicemail, 972 798 3830. You can also drop us an individual email at brad, frank, or bill at halfhourwasted.com. Be sure to check out the Legion of Dudes podcast It comes out every Thursday on this same feed. Check out the Walking Dead TV podcast and keep your eye out for media minutes. Visit our sponsor, DCB Service. Until next time, did you forget to speak of the devil? I'm Brad. And I'm Frank. And we'll see you next time
0: on ah, all right, You nailed it, dude. Blow me up, dog. <laughs>